welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, essential arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive firsthand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Okay, so welcome, Sarah. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself first for everyone? Yes, awesome to be here. I'm Sarah Chizik, and I am a grief and sensuality coach for women, for mm. people who identify as women. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and what does a grief and sensuality coach do? Oh, gosh. I mean, grief can be such a stuck energy. And so the work that I love to do is to go in and kind of excavate the the stuckness, the um, like lethargy that's attached to grief and infuse it with some like alchemy, right? Like mm-hmm. alchemizing grief and like some of the really hard emotions that come along with grief I think of grief as like this umbrella and there's rage in there and like judgment and shame and so alchemizing those hard emotions into power like treating them like renewable resources that can be moved through the body through the energy body um into something that feels fueled by you know purpose and passion and desire Mm, amazing well you're the first uh grief and sensuality coach that I've uh, encountered so far and I think most people would too so I'm really excited to hear more yeah <laughs> uh so yeah I'd love to start with some storytelling and um you know a bit of a tale maybe something that inspired you to get into this work or into this field so do you have a story you'd like yeah. to tell us yeah absolutely I mean I think the my story definitely starts when I was four years old and my dad passed away and I was, you know, super young. And, um, I think that while that's where like the biggest rupture in my life happened, like the most, you know, clear cut trauma happened at that age. I really went into like a stage of like numbness for years after that, where I just kind of wanted to treat everything like it was fine treat everything like it was perfect and like pursuing this like box checking lifestyle of like moving forward and really like pushing a lot of that unattended grief under the rug um it was it was kind of easier to move quickly through life as opposed to stopping to feel those really hard feelings but when i came into my like mid to late 20s, I realized that I didn't know who I was. And it was because I had spent so much energy shoving that grief down, which was actually like a really beautiful part of myself. But I was terrified of it. I was terrified to like unleash the beast to like see what was underneath there. 
you know, afraid that my whole world would unravel if I touched into that pain. And so um, the real like aha moment of all of this was allowing myself to move through an emotional release event where I screamed for the first time. Like I like wailed, I howled, I, I really fell apart on the floor, but in like a safe container. And it was through, through that experience that then I actually was able to reclaim some of my sexual energy too. Like the rage, the grief, I converted it into sensual power. And then all of a sudden I felt really fucking powerful and it had been fueled by grief. And it, it was a perplexing moment, but I was like, oh, there's something here. Mm. And so that is kind of the big kind of moment, that's aha moment on the ground. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's something here. And my life, little did I know, is about to like pivot in that direction from like being in a corporate marketing role to like just having like a kind of all the boxes checked to like letting myself kind of explore this whole other world. And I've, I've flipped my life upside down since then and become mm. a grief and sensuality coach. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So what kind of um, container was it that you went into? Like, did you know that you were going to go into the grief or did it just like come up when you were doing a general emotional release? Or what was that um, encounter like? Yeah, I knew I was going to go into the grief. So it was one of Mama Gina's containers where she shares this tool called swamping, which is like the art of moving through rage, moving through grief, and then bringing in like a drop of turn on. And I had, I had, I had worked so hard my whole life to keep it all together that the idea of going to a place where everything was supposed to unfurl sounded crazy. I didn't understand it. And so, um, definitely there was nerves going into that room I felt like oh gosh like what's going to happen here what Mm. could happen here my whole life could unfurl in this moment and I hear that a lot from my clients today that you know there's a fear of of stepping into the dark emotions because um people feel like they might um you know might unravel Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely can resonate with that and my experience as well of being like, oh, do I really want to touch on this cold wound? I know it's big. Like I've felt even the times when you weren't allowing yourself to fully feel it, like sometimes it's still like subtly swallowing you in your life. Like when you're going into a constant state of freeze and shut down and you're, you know, seeing it play out in your life, even if you're not allowing yourself to feel it and you're trying to kind of keep it back and keep it at arm's length and, you know, control the situation, have this perception of control. Like you can still feel it sort of like these demons in the depths of your soul being like, Oh, feel me come down here. And you're just like, Oh man, like I don't want to unlift Pandora's box on this one. Like that's going to swallow me whole. Totally. You're like, we've been keeping it together this long, just a little longer. Come on. Like, just yeah. a little longer. 
Yeah. And then, you know, you do let it out and feel it and you're like, wow, there's like such a power in this. And obviously that power is scary and intense and intimidating, but yeah, like once you free that up and let it be felt and move, then you're like, oh, wow. Like actually all emotions are just energy and they're just aliveness in a different expression. And, you know, and that's the, very much the tantric uh, perspective, which you and I have both studied is this, you know, it's your thought about the emotion. That's more the problem than the emotion itself. Like that's just aliveness wanting to express. And yeah, once you allow that aliveness to move, then, you know, suddenly you find like, oh yeah, that can be pleasure and power and amazingness. So yeah. Do you want to share more about that? Like how you help people maybe with the, the thought around the emotion or how that alchemy process works for you? Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree. At first I was like, wait, you not only want me to like feel my emotions, but now you want me to bring pleasure into them. Like that sounds insane, but it surprised me because when I was like, literally like on my knees, like in the depth of, of rupture, the instructor instructed us to like, just begin to like slowly run our hands, like down our skin and like feel the body and connect to your sensations or like slowly begin to like circle your hips. And I was like, wait, I'm like crying. How can I do this right now? And it was just like the inner yes, that my body kind of took over. The mind went to like rest for a moment. And uh, before I knew it, I was feeling myself, right? I was feeling my like sexual power amidst this like really um, raw part of my emotional body. And that's how I, I feel like that's how we take our power back from these emotions that otherwise we feel can feel really victimized by, right? I think like mm-hmm. society and and for like understandable reasons, there's been a lot of like victimization around the dark emotions. But when we add just like a drop of connection to our sensual body, it can convert and alchemize that energy to feel really empowered. It's like, oh, my grief is sexy, right? Mm. Like my rage is hot. And then um, the way that, you know, that can play out to be a really empowering experience as you move through life. Being yeah. Able to yeah. And I found for myself, it being really important, mixing pleasure as well. Like, you know, there's the, the kind of power and the enjoyment element, but then there's the resourcing and the, um, you know, in trauma healing and somatic experiencing and stuff, it's about resourcing in the body and having your nervous system have something that grounds you that lets you know that like, you're not actually facing a tiger right now, (laughs) like because you're feeling pleasure and because you're like able to tune into your body, then I'm not actually in a life-threatening situation at the moment. So you can balance it because I've definitely like in some other containers and breath work and stuff uh, where it's just gone into emotional release and without that pleasure alchemy aspect of it, um, I've really burned out my nervous system and ended up mm-hmm. like being totally wiped out, feeling, um, you know, really exhausted after, uh, you know, I've even sometimes had like 
yeah, just like an overall nervous system that's made me then kind of go into like a feverish, sick feeling afterwards, which, you know, I'm also like, yeah. And then like after that you recover and you feel better and stuff, but it still just didn't feel very good in the moment. It really felt like, okay, I went too far um, and I didn't Mm -hmm. stay present enough in my body. So I found that when I do do the work and like invite in the the bit more like pleasure and somatic um awareness element it's helped me kind of stay in that balance um which yeah people like they just kind of disregard the pleasure element they're like oh that's just because you guys are like hedonistic sluts or something but it's like (laughs) oh like this is actually really important (laughs) totally oh my gosh I love that yeah it is it's like wrapping yourself in like a velvety blanket at the end you know at the end of like a really powerful release which is how I think we digest experiences in our emotional body is like by, by bringing pleasure in so that the whole experience becomes more digestible and mm. we return to it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm curious how this has rippled out into the rest of your life, like doing this work around pleasure and grief and releasing that emotion. Like how did that show up in other areas of your life? Mm. Wow. Well, um, when the pandemic hit, I knew that I had some, you know, skill set around leading people through emotional release. And it eventually led to me quitting my job and going like full all in and supporting. Um, I particularly like to work with those who identify as women through moving through these really tough emotions. And I think it's a lot of like taking my own medicine and giving myself the space every day to release, right? I do like an angry song, a a grief song, and then a turn on song and just allow myself to move through that, my own process of like what needs to move through today. And like, um, you know, I think so much of society like wants to, veer away from the concept of like death rituals, things that need to be shed, things that need to be released. But I really start to look at that as more of like the holistic, just seasonality of life. And that sometimes happens in like really um, micro cycles and then sometimes much longer. But the honoring like the fall, the autumn season, honoring the winter, honoring the death of where I am in my personal cycle of, you know, relationship, business, life, et cetera, um, helps me be able to see that and honor that in others. And then there's a lot of self-acceptance and self-compassion that comes from grief, right? It's like, it's a reflection of the love that we have for what is shedding. And that's beautiful. I believe Um, that to be really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I also love that in um since getting into Tantra and some elements of like tantric Buddhism and stuff like that, uh the the honoring of death and integrating death and impermanence more into your day-to-day reality. So it's not such a shock when <laughs> death comes knocking because it's coming always for everyone. And um, you know, not just, yeah, your own personal death, but yeah, things dying around you, people dying around you. And yeah, the pandemic definitely was one of these situations, I think, where 
at like a lot of people going through ego deaths, like death of their businesses, death of their identities, death of their friendships, like so much, um, as well as the like literal death of people, um, and, you know, all over the world from it. And I think it really shined a light on the fact that a lot of people, you know, don't know how to deal with these emotions. You know, they're they're used to everything just running like clockwork and, you know, always functioning. And then as soon as there is a big shock and a change and all this grief, then people are just like, whoa, like I didn't get the skill sets to know how to deal with this at all. Um, So a lot of people have been, I think, turning a bit more to spirituality through this and being like, okay, like, there's this real powerful force and all this uncertainty and unknowing and mystery and void and all these things <laughs> that I'm getting a bit lost in and I need some tools and that there are amazing tools that have been, you know, created over thousands of years that really work for people to be able to deal with death and impermanence. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to have a space to dignify those really hard feelings, right? And I often think about like emotional releases, like this is a container that allows me to dignify like my inner child parts that are hurting my, like even like my pain bodies, you know, in an adult space so that I can show up to the other areas of my life as like the woman, the adult, the empowered version of myself, the um, you know, seductress, the like vixen, right? The boss CEO. Like, I need a space where I can validate the like pain bodies and like the the wounded parts of myself and move through those experiences so that I can show up in the other areas of my life with like the right person and the the right sub personality and the driver seat of that experience. And so I look at emotional releases like that space to honor and call those hard emotions sacred and and dignify them because they're important where they're needed and they like don't get to be in the driver's seat of my business my sexuality my relationships Mm. etc yeah absolutely and so your first experience you were saying was yeah at like a mama gina kind of a group event and you work with people one-on-one like what do you find the the differences um or do you have like a preference around doing this work like in a group and in community versus doing it privately with someone as like a one-on-one experience like what are your feelings around that I definitely bias towards the group experience because Mm -hmm. I think that we as a group we we act as permission slips for one another so like Mm -hmm. if you're you know, when I showed up in the room that day for my first experience, I sat in the back, I didn't talk to anyone, like I was afraid to really be there. So I was mostly like a voyeur of that experience. But it was watching the women around me that allowed me to dip that toe in enough Mm. for me to have that, that, that transformative experience. And so I love the group dynamic, because there's people that, um, that are fueled by being witnessed in that experience, right? To know that like everyone around you is like upriding you into your release and like not cheering you on, but like in a way, like, yeah, get it. Like, what else do you have? Like, let it all out. Like, leave it all here. Everything you've been holding on to, like release it. And like, when you hear those words and you hear multiple people cheering you on in that way, it can be... um, 
like a catalyst for an even deeper release. And then you have people who are maybe in the back of that circle and they don't, definitely don't want to be, you know, center stage, but they're getting something from the experience of lawyerism, right? And being able to um, dip that toe. And I think that beauty and power happens when we gather. Um, there's also the element of like, you know, often our ancestors, more immediate ancestors didn't have access to these types of tools. Um, and there's something really freeing about stepping into the liberation of gathering of women, screaming, raging, crying, like permissioning each other to emote in a way that society has very much tried to, um, you know, mute over mm. the years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's just something so powerful being in a room of people, like feeling their feelings and just the, the energy of that space. Um, and yeah, like the the permission, like you're saying, I mean, sometimes I do run like women only events. Um, usually I kind of do gender neutral things, but I find especially for women, there's like so much rage <laughs> that women haven't expressed. And like a lot of women can get intimidated being in um mixed groups or being confronted by men um, who are raging and uh, having emotional releases and that can actually trigger them and to make them shut down because they've had that emotion directed at them before and felt like the violence and the victimization of that. So it can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes for some women to straight away go into a group environment like that. But then um, when there's this kind of women's only sisterhood thing, then sometimes we can tap into that collective grief and that collective rage that a lot of women are holding and same with like men doing men's work around that, like that there is some gender specific uh, tones and and ways that like specific genders have been conditioned and repressed around certain emotions. And, you know, like women are really good at crying like, right. in general, like Back women all cry together, no worries, <laughs> but getting them to scream and punch pillows is like, holy shit and vice versa like you know a lot yeah. of men need a space where they can cry around other men and not feel um demasculated or whatever like have yeah. that welcomed um so yeah there's definitely power to that but also you know I love just being in a space with everyone and it's just like oh wow we all share these same emotions and we all yeah. um you know can tap into these same energies yeah mm. so powerful so powerful indeed yeah yeah, I definitely enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what kind of one-on-one uh, -on -one work do you do with people? So what does that look like when you're having a one-on-one -on -one emotional alchemy um, kind of grief sensuality session? Mm, yeah, I think one of my favorite practices is is guiding a one-on-one -on -one client through um, the, the, like, the pendulation between being able to feel both grief and love, being able to feel both rage and power, being able to feel like judgment and, um, and compassion. And so like inviting in that full range of emotion, really like inviting that, that person to imagine what it would be like to surrender completely to the rage, to the grief, and then to let like a little bit of that love in, a little bit of that that power in and feel like the alchemical process 
um, pendulating between the two and then, you know, bringing that into the body, stroking the body, moving to music in a way that like is empowering of both is a really powerful practice because it, it really like illuminates that we don't get stuck right like we can we can allow in this like fluid flow of emotion and that the body knows how to um move it all through and and treat it as like a renewable energy Mm, beautiful yeah so do you have any tips for people that might be dealing with uh, grief and all the emotions linked to grief or something like maybe if they're still like not quite ready to go all into an emotional release but maybe wanting to do some work around this or get started on that journey like what would you recommend for people um, that are kind of curious and being like oh maybe I've got some <laughs> intense feels uh, <laughs> here that I haven't been uh, tapping into yet yeah I mean I really would invite a reframe of like your grief being so valid and so dignified and so sacred and that there is um there's so much power in feeling into that really hard emotion and um a way to kind of create a container for yourself around that experience is like maybe you just Every week you put a, you know, 30 minutes on the calendar and that's just your time to feel into your emotions. And like, if that means playing like a movie that, you know, will like make you feel like griefy or sad or, you know, reading like an old journal or something that brings that up, like just giving yourself a, creating a safe space for yourself to feel some of the hard emotions and just know that at the end, you're going to play a song that makes you feel really good and do that like alchemy process of like um, coming back into a little bit of pleasure, that like concept of wrapping a velvety blanket around yourself at the end um, to soothe, but just giving yourself the space. I think that grief needs space and like, that's exactly what our, fast-paced society doesn't always like give it right and so even if nothing comes up just honoring that like you gave yourself some space to feel and and that that's really beautiful Mm, beautiful yeah I love um yeah one of my main tantra teachers is saying like even as a daily practice like getting into a restorative yoga pose like having your feet up the wall or like laying over a bolster with your heart open or something like a kind of yin pose and then just inviting into yourself like oh I'm willing to feel whatever I need to feel um and just just a small amount just for a few minutes um you know this kind of slow and steady approach of just being like, okay, I'm willing to allow myself to feel even just a little bit of that grief, like knowing that you don't have to go full swamping straight away and go like full into it, but just like that, that micro movement, um, and that like small yeah. amount can help. And yeah, like the idea of the, the movie or something that evokes that emotion and, you know, it's someone else's experience, but it still kind of comes up in you and you can kind of connect to that and um, yeah, allow yourself to feel it. Cause when I do these practices with people in groups, often there's, 
you know, at least one emotion that someone will really struggle. Like they'll be like, oh yeah, I could get into rage really easy. And I could like totally drop into that and punch the pillows. But when you said like sadness or fear or something, they were like, just numb and can't associate with it at all. Like it's just been so cut off and repressed. Um, So I like that Mm -hmm. idea of like, okay, watch a movie that helps you tune into that Um, or yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. And just acknowledging that it's going to feel clumsy and awkward. Like it's, it's like riding like the training wheels of a bike. Like, you know, there's, there's, we've been so conditioned against like emoting in so many ways and been, you know, received signals often from society or our caretakers that emoting is, is not safe or like that you won't be loved, be loved or belong when you are in a state of grief that like you have to process that alone, et cetera. So just acknowledging that it's been like a survival tactic for you to not go there. And so this process is slow. It's like an iceberg that sometimes needs time to thaw out and it will feel clumsy. It will feel awkward. And so just to give yourself that grace and that space that like, you're so genius for even like putting in five minutes to this and letting it be awkward and like embracing the awkwardness, like, like that's just such a genius move because Um, the whole world has pointed us in a different direction right yeah beautiful um yeah so just to finish off is there anything you'd like to share with the way that people can connect with you or any resources or anything like that that you want to let us know about yeah I offer um community emotional release events um usually like every couple months or so. And so you can find that, um, I'll announce it on my Instagram, which is this Sarah Chizik, um, or on my website, it's sarahchizik.com. And right now I have um, a free meditation bundle up there on my website, like more of a, on the pleasure side of things, like feeling softness in the body and connecting to sensations. Um, But it's a beautiful practice that I'd I'd love to offer you if you're listening today. And um, I have this pretty cool Facebook community where people come in and share what it is that they are clearing, releasing, swamping, like excavating on the regular. And it's just nice to like, again, even be a voyeur or a fly on the wall to like people sharing what it is that they are like in present moment grief with um, to help just normalize that conversation, that experience around grief. Um, and that is called the Women's Swamping Group mm. <laughs> on Facebook. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to connect with you and to hear all your beautiful grief, pleasure, emotional alchemy goodness. And hopefully this inspires some people to, yeah, get the courage to dive into some of these uncomfortable emotions and to explore a bit more into these realms. Yeah. So it's such an honor to be here today with you. Thank you. Thank you. So you can check out Sarah's work to find out more about the support that she offers. Also, we work a lot with grief, death, impermanence, and emotional alchemy in Shadow Self Worship, which is starting at the start of December. 
So yeah, there's two avenues that you can go down if you're wanting more information, more support around this. So yeah, check out uh, the links in the comments to both Sarah's work and to my own work um, for shadow self-worship. If that's the kind of deep dive you'd like to go on, you'd like to explore more of this kind of work. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.